0: Greetings all, this is Chief Yuya, and you're listening to the Orisha Podcast. And uh, we're going to get right into it. So let's tap into the question of the century, uh, the one that comes across by Matt so very often. And that is nudity in the shrine, nudity in the coven, uh, nudity while ritualizing. Is it right or is it wrong? I've had so many clients come to me and have uh, expressed a concern about it. Uh, You know, they've had godparents or they've had spiritual students and teachers who have told them that uh, being naked in front of your shrines is disrespectful and that you should clothe yourself a certain way, whether that be in all black, whether it be in all white or just uh, nonetheless closed. And then of course there is the uh, other side that says that it's perfectly fine and it's perfectly natural and there's nothing wrong with it. So in this segment I'm actually going to tackle the question and share some insight on it. And of course uh, as with many things you can draw the best conclusion for yourself based on the information that is presented. All right. So first let's talk about uh, is it right or wrong? Of course, there is no right or wrong when you're ritualizing or you're doing spiritual work. You know, there are, there are consequences so you can have pleasurable consequences or less pleasurable consequences to the things that you do and you can't approach what you're doing in fear that's essentially the meaning behind approaching something being fully dressed or fully clothed you're trying to hide something you're trying to keep something from being fully revealed so uh there's an an inherent sense of fear that's present in that moment so the first thing to understand is that um And I'm not saying that uh, coming dressed or coming clothed is inherently bad because it may stem from a sense of fear. Uh, Clothing itself, if you look at it, obviously, from a a physical perspective, obviously, clothing keeps us shielded, sheltered and veiled from the elements. Uh, Not only that, but it, it... Uh, hides our current state and helps us to achieve the most beneficial outcomes when we are moving through society. Okay. And of course, depending on where you live, uh, different degrees of nudity are more or less acceptable. And that goes to those who often use the argument that, well, they walk around naked in Africa. Uh, They don't walk around (laughs) naked in Africa. Uh, For one, there is no africa so there's no one way of doing things there's no one culture oftentimes people use that excuse when they want to dress in ways that are salacious and um they and they have fallen victim victim to the hyper sexualization of western culture so then they say well you know in africa they're naked so what's wrong with me dressing like this they're not naked in africa understand that when you're looking at the continent um Most of the times when it's being presented to you Through the western eye You're not going to be shown high civilization You're going to be shown the lowest civilization And the most primitive civilizations That exist on the continent There are many people there It's a gigantic place But you're not going to go there And see people walking around naked And of course there's always the argument Well they were naked before the invaders came they walked around naked. However, if you look at our artwork, if, if you look at our even our hieroglyphs, you just don't see people bucket naked. Okay. So that's also not true. Okay. Again, um, people may wear less clothing, right? But uh, the idea that everyone was just walking around completely naked is false. It's completely false uh, Even if you read in some of our ancient literature Or what we use as, as priests Our patakis You'll see that there's examples Where people are clothed in different things Or are wearing different type of gowns Or wearing different type of robes Or wearing different type of shoes Different type of, of uh, clown. I'm, I'm sorry, crowns So, you know, in that sense, no Alright So always understand You um, Sometimes people will use They'll superimpose this this fantasy Of what exists somewhere else In order to justify what they're doing In a different place Where the rules and, and the protocols Are completely different Of course when you're home You may walk around your, your house Completely nude You may walk around your home Completely naked Right? But when you're outside in the streets Are you home? So you know the argument Probably doesn't really apply So even if you considered uh, This place that you fantasize Called Africa uh, Being your home When you're outside in the streets You're not home Alright So Sometimes you get the pro-argument Using that as a basis And it's a very foolish Non-intellectual basis And it's You know It's, it's one-sided Just for the purpose of proving uh, Or you know Or justifying What someone may already Want to do, you know, and they need to get that that fake, uh, (laughs) you know, Africa cosign, you know, um, of course, where there are warmer parts of Earth, people may choose to use less clothing. Right. Just like when there's warmer parts of the season. But now let's go back to the ideas of, of nudity and especially as we use nudity to maximize what we do when we ritualize. That is one form of it. Um, sometimes being nude, what it allows us to do is to connect with the natural elements around us in a more real way without any obstructions from our clothing. Um, it allows us to think about um how we're presenting ourselves, whether they be, you know, whether our intentions are pure or impure, you know, because we're completely stripped of anything that may hide our intentions. And this is, of course, in a metaphorical sense. And like I said, when you're looking at clothing, uh, obviously it's a shelter from that which, from the, the corruption and, and, um, you know, some of the, the targeting that may happen. In the outside world, now that's the physical aspect of using clothing. But then there's also the, the metaphysical aspect of clothing and the metaphysical aspect aspect of clothing is culture. OK, so what your clothing represents is how you're recognized as doing things, how you're recognized as um, in, in the language that you use is your clothing. Your culture is your clothing. The way you move is your clothing. The way you talk is your clothing. The way you um, emote is your clothing. Okay, so from a metaphorical sense, that's your clothing. Now, when you come into a shrine environment, one of the things that you're working towards doing is stripping yourself of, of that culture. You know, because you're, you're coming into a more divine culture. You're coming into an opportunity and that that temple culture where you may evolve yourself and this requires you maybe to strip ego. So the way that you normally do things has to be removed. All right. So a uh, great example of that is a lot of times when people are given certain instructions, sometimes it comes up in a reading and I say, hey, you may need to do this. or you may need to do that. And sometimes people will say, well, I'm not the type of person to do that, or that's not what I've done, or I grew up this way, or I grew up that way. See, that's an example of someone refusing to bear themselves naked because they've established a cer- certain layers in their life. Now, sometimes we call that ego. Sometimes we call it personality. Sometimes we call it history. But nonetheless, they've established certain layers that they don't want to remove because they feel like they'll be vulnerable and they'll be exposed. And sometimes even the stripping down of those layers um, expose their weaknesses. And they may know that they have their weaknesses, but they've kind of pushed them to the side, but stripping nude, uh, causes them to become more aware of the weaknesses they have. And it, of course, maybe might compel or urge them to address those weaknesses so that they can move towards a place of of more grounded security and more grounded knowing. And people sometimes, they run <laughs> uh, really fast away from the things that cause anxieties. So they now create these connections with Materialism they they create these connections with their clothing, they create these connections with all the layers that they surround themselves with because they're too embarrassed to expose who and what they really are. okay, so within a shrine setting, uh, sometimes that can be problematic because um, and and again, I know these concepts are somewhat controversial. For some, I know there's some listening saying, no, 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 you're not supposed to be naked in front of your shrine. And there's some that's going to listen and say, yeah, 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 you're supposed to be naked in front of your shrine. Uh, When it comes to how you ritualize, no one can really tell you what you should or should not do. Uh, Individuals can again share consequences based on universal law. You know, this may happen or that may happen or will happen in time or that will happen or will not happen in time based on universal law. But, um, we do not have a collective concept of decency. And the reality is the collective concept of decency that some have tried to hold on to is not only is it a fantasy, but, um, it's based on culture. So for some, you know, a a woman wearing A dress or a skirt that's above the knee is indecent. For others, a woman wearing a dress or a skirt above the ankle is indecent. For others, it doesn't matter. You see, so the idea of, of decency and being respectful in front of your shrine is primarily cultural based. Some may say, okay, being nude in front of my shrine is more respectful because I came into the world this way. And I'm allowing myself to be revealed i'm I'm accepting who and what I am in the face of the energies that I work with and of course you know we call this idea being skyclad right and you know in the work that I do uh a lot of times you know I've had to tell clients sometimes there is a lot of nudity you know in in this this form of spiritual work and this and these systems that that we work with you know there's a lot of opportunities that we have to um do certain things with our bodies, whether we're doing certain markings or we're doing certain works or we're doing baths or we're doing cleanings and things like that. So you may be exposed to a lot of nudity. But for anyone who's worked with me, and I know there's a lot listening on the air who have worked with me, you know that I take all efforts and all attempts to make sure that the people I'm working with are comfortable. So if a person doesn't want to be nude, I don't say, okay, well, that stops everything. Either you strip naked or we can't do this. No, you know, because the reality is, like I always say, the energy that you go into a ritual with is the energy that gets amplified and magnified. So, yes, wearing a certain amount of clothing or clothing, period, may limit the flow of energy that's sent out from an individual or the flow of energy that a person is able to receive from the ritual. But that's their choice, you see. The most important thing is that they're, they're, they they're have a level of comfort with what's actually going on, you know, and sometimes, you know, there may be, again, a little fear, there may be a little anxiety because there's a lot of these things, it's the occult, you know, so it's unknown, you know, by its its very definition, it's unknown, but um what's substantiated is that when you're going through the experience is that if you're uncomfortable with nudity, or you're uncomfortable with completely expo- being completely exposed or completely bared Then that's something that you're going to kind of hold on to more than Kind of absorbing yourself into the experience of what it is You see, so I never make that a requirement to doing any type of work I always... Try to have that discussion with clients and say, okay, well, listen, this is, you know, this may be here. This may be there. How do you feel about that? Is that okay with you? If it's not okay, then we can, you know, work around that, you know. Um, uh I got phone calls coming in at 4.30 (laughs) a.m. All right. Anyway, so let me uh, mute that and get back to it. So... In any event, so the idea there that um, nudity is necessary when you're in front of your shrine is not necessarily true. Does it maximize your sense of natural form? Yes, it absolutely does. You know, um, again, when you allow yourself to be nude in the space, you allow yourself to be exposed. You allow yourself to accept, uh, quote unquote, the naked truth about yourself and the naked truth about uh, your environment. So there's a great value to being revealed. There's a great value to being revealed within that that space. But, you know, again, understand that nudity represents so many different things for so many different people. Uh, one of the first things that is important to grasp onto when you're doing spiritual work is that um So much of what we do is sexual So much of what we do is sexual You know, and when I say sexual I'm not necessarily saying, um, you know, sexual in the sense that There's there's an amorous form of sexual But sexual just in terms of the interplay and the interaction with gender You see, that's a primary aspect To a lot of spiritual work So you're having the masculine and the feminine Interact with with one another constantly And we live in a society right now Where there's a movement to remove the ideas of masculinity There's a movement to remove the ideas of femininity There's a movement to remove the ideas Of how they come together and create Because you need the duality to create You have people who are (laughs) Advocating the idea that Women don't need men To create children And they can create sperm On their own And so forth and so on Um, Though we're not really seeing uh, Too many Too many real life Authentic testimonies Of that happening In this day and time Uh, But you know People will push Any type of um, Lies in order to Corrupt the mind You know And that's why um, Your clothing is important your clothing or your culture is important because it shields you from an evil atmosphere. It shields you from a wicked atmosphere that would cause you to go down all sorts of twists and turn turns that take you away from um, the internal mathematics that that end up with equations that actually make sense and that bring freedom into your life. Right. So. Again, when you live in a society that's seeking to kind of not only unisexualize, but castrate manhood and, and castrate womanhood, then, of course, the idea of being nude in front of your shrine is a problem because now um, once you're nude, you become aware of your gender. You see, and you become aware of all of the spiritual implements that already <laughs> exist on 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 your body temple. For instance, I can walk around and i can i own wands and I own different scepters and um some have even been gifted to me you know um throughout just my experiences and my travels. but the reality is I already have a wand so when if I stand in front of my my shrine or my jingili and i and I'm in my temple and i'm sky clad all I have to do is look down and i I have a wand right there. Right, so i I immediately become aware of the implements and and the and the magic that has created me, you know the core magic that expresses and creates me. If I have a woman near me and i and I look down and I see her yoni now i already i I already get a sense of what these pots mean. I get a sense of what these cauldrons mean, and I understand that well, I have a wand here, and she already has the cauldron. You see, so now I'm even more in tune with the interplay between she and I that happens outside of this environment. You see. But again, if I'm fully clothed or I'm ashamed of that idea, I'm ashamed of that science, then what happens is, you know, I may clothe myself completely and remove myself from you know that ancient idea or that primitive idea of the divine worship for each other's natural beauty that we've always held or the divine worship that existed in um enjoying the, the natural form, you know. Um, sometimes it's an idea that, you know, we're we're afraid of of disapproval. So we go into our shrines and you know we're we're afraid to strip. You know, because, or, or we may even be afraid to strip in front of other people. We may be in a coven environment. And in a coven, there may be 10 or 12 other people. You know, or even in the ELA, there may be a lot of other people in it. there. It may be three people, four people, five people, maybe 20 people. And we're afraid that they'll disapprove of what we, we may look like. You know, they're afraid that or we're afraid that maybe uh, something that we've held to ourselves, it it could be some dirt we've done. It could be some skeletons in our closet. Um, But we have this fear that people are going to know about that. They're going to know that, you know, we're carrying a certain uh, pretense or we're not being truthful about something that we're actually being fearful that we're afraid of. You know, so it's that fear of total exposure and you know that's something that um we have to work through you know it it may not be something that you can necessarily just jump in and say okay well you know i'm just going to strip naked and i'm just going to forget about it you know sometimes you have to do one piece at a time you know you may be someone maybe who has you know Very flabby arms If you've gone through a surgical procedure You know, that's left certain scars on you And things like that And, you know, you don't necessarily want people to know that And you're worried about people You're worried about your own self-image And, you know, that can be a source of other troubles in your life You know, hiding one thing Sometimes, you know, the way people are, are shaped Or the weight that they carry on them It causes them to change their posture and then once they change their posture, that causes another set of issues in their lives. You know, they have spine issues now, they have womb issues now, they have issues with their rectum because of how they're holding their posture. You know, um now they, they're having issues with their shoulders and they don't necessarily like how they look in clothing and, and so forth and so on because of what they're seeking to hide or their worries that they have about self image or certain things. Being exposed, So one thing, you know, reverberates out to another thing. Right. So sometimes being nude, you know, or being sky clad in front of your shrine or in front of your um, spiritual implements is a process. It's a process of uncovering. And, you know, sometimes we have this imposed um, conditioning conditioning on our minds that comes from, you know, social engineering. And it takes time to really look at that conditioning and to strip some of that, but also to um, see how much has been lost in the conditioning. And when I say lost, a lot of times as children, we don't necessarily have those same hang ups because we don't feel that sense of of shame about our natural form we don't feel that sense of shame about our behavior we may not feel that sense of shame about the attitudes that we're working through in the world and i'm not saying that shame is a bad thing and in fact we need more shame today that's one of the, the the huge issues that we have in our society there's no shame You know, so you could have a child, a a teenage child could say, hey, I want to chop off my genitals and pretend that I'm something else. And we're we're just supposed to say, oh, okay, okay, all right, cool. You know, there's not supposed to be any reaction to anything. Um, We can have a movement that now seeks to legalize pedophilia. You know, that's supposed to be okay because everyone should uh, be able to express themselves. Without being shamed, we can see people balloon themselves up to become morbidly obese. And we're not supposed to say anything because we're not supposed to shame them. You know, that word shame has gotten so confused, um, in recent years and it's, and it's been misapplied in so many horrible ways. The things that we really should be ashamed about, th- that shame doesn't exist. You know, the fact that so many are walking around without families you know so many are creating children haphazardly with no sort of plan whatsoever you know no no sort of um, roadmap or stratagem whatsoever all of that is okay you know we're supposed to accept that you know and there should be no no shame in that right but if um Someone decides to completely disrespect their sexuality without really understanding the behavior that they're doing That's holding them back from actual authentic and and healthy sexual expression If we speak to that Then now we're told that we're slut shaming or fat shaming or You know all the different ones that they come up with And it's really just created a, a terrible environment Um Where judgment is a part of that shaming You know And judgment is normal Just like as you're listening to this broadcast right now You are making a judgment as to if it's valuable to your life or not Now if you say chief that was a great broadcast That's a judgment If you say chief that was a bad broadcast That's a judgment Either way So why would I accept one judgment over the other Why would I accept that was great over that was bad The reality is I don't I'm not you know really Looking for either one You know I'm just exposing The naked truth and leaving it there And I judge it for myself And I determine if it was good or bad And I'm okay with that You see So that's a part of um, removing the pretenses That's a part of um, really looking at And revealing the attitudes And the behaviors And and that we may do in the mindset Behind it So Is being in front of your shrine Or doing rituals Naked Is that wrong? No It's not wrong Alright And um, Is coming into a shrine With your own culture wrong? Not necessarily But you have to be open To the rearrangement And the evolving Of said culture That's where the problem comes in right? So, for instance, with this Arisha podcast and the Arisha channel, I've already gotten, you know, some requests. Could you do a show on this? Could you do a show on that? Could you do a show on that? And most of the time, the requests that I get in, I mean, sometimes I, I say, OK, yeah, that's a good idea. But if it's if it's something that's low vibrational, I'm not you know, I don't even bother with it. You know, and a lot of times it's people want wanting all of this personal gain. I very rarely get requests of high vibration. And not that I'm looking for them So don't, you know, feel like you gotta type something up now And send it to me You know, I'm just, I'm just making an observation And I don't feel any way at all about it um, Just, again, make, noting an observation um, But a lot of times what people are requesting and, and hoping and looking for is old technology You know, they've locked themselves into a way of doing things And a way of being, you know No different than someone who's stuck in an error. And just can't stop wearing certain clothes from a certain era, but era Because that's the era that they relate to the most It's no different in, in this You know, so sometimes I get people who who come forth and they're like Oh, can you do a show on this? Can you do a show on that? And it's just um, stuff that we don't need anymore I had someone recently ask me to do a segment, Breaking Down Christmas I'm not doing that I mean... There's probably like There's probably about 5,000 videos On the internet right now Showing you that This this individual Who people like to call The Christ Was not born on December It was not humanly born On December 25th uh, The breakdown I did on Easter That's on the internet That's on YouTube right It's been on YouTube For maybe Almost maybe 10 years now You know um, That breakdown It touches on Christmas and the crossification of the sun and, and so forth. You know, but people are stuck in, in old lessons and old technology. Break down Christmas and break this one down and break this movie down and break this break that break that break that. No. No, no, no. Let's let's evolve to something more. So it's the same thing when you're coming into the temple and understand that the temple, I know a lot of times we think temples are for ritualization. But the truth is A temple is is a school Your temple is actually for learning Um, Just you know Technically Now if you want to ritualize in a temple That's fine too But typically uh, A temple is where you go To learn Laws, statutes Metaphysics, occult So forth and so on Okay So When you're coming into that environment And you're unable to shift and evolve That organism Known as culture That's when you Will run into some serious issues You see And again I've seen people in shrines Do that before Run into serious issues I remember one time Going into a shrine uh, This is many years ago uh, When I had my hair locked up And I had a lot of hair And I used to always wear it covered And I remember going into a shrine And you know At that time The the head of that shrine Saying oh you need to remove your hat And I said oh it's, it's not a hat It's a crown And you know, he was just like, you got to take that off. <laughs> you know, that's what we do when we come up in here, because that was his idea of decency and respect. And I took it off. You know, I said, OK, you know, I took took it off, put it in my, in my back pocket, even though the wearing of, of crown and keeping my head covered and keeping my hair covered, you know, and, and more significantly. Was a key part of my culture It was a key part of the protection that I used To keep certain things and the elements off of my my receptors But nonetheless, I was willing to break myself, if you will I was willing to strip myself down before culture Because it's something that exists before culture There's a natural being that exists before culture Before you choose a culture so I was willing to go back to that mat- that natural being And make myself vulnerable to the change You see, whether it was a positive change Or whether it was a, a negative tra- change But I was willing to strip myself down to that childlike innocent space And it's something as simple as, you know, me saying Oh, well, no, I, this is, I keep on and him saying, take it off And I, okay, no problem, I'll do that You see So a lot of times I see that people have trouble with those type of experiences within the shrine, you know, because they're stuck on. You're not supposed to do that or you're not supposed to do that. I may even get some of that in the comments on this video, on the comments on on the iTunes um, channel for this podcast. You know, if you look at um, the Sarisha channel, you'll see a lot of that stuff. I'll break something down. It goes completely over people's heads And then all they have to give you is dogma You know Well, no This one is supposed to use this color And you're supposed to use this candle sposta, to, supposed to. Well, who told you it's supposed to? It's the tradition And like I always say When did the tradition begin? What, what year? <laughs> what year are we calling tradition? Did it like 100 years ago? 500 years ago 1000 years ago 5000 years ago 10 years ago 5 years ago This dawning Now When is the actual Tradition And, And at what point Do we lock in And say this was The best moment And the best time In the tradition When we were doing Everything right When is that You see some of the The religious dogma That tends to creep in To our ritualizing You know And that's a part of The stripping of the clothes because it it's there's a spiritual connotation there, and that you're you're expressing and allowing for the beauty of what you already come with, like I said, I already come with a wand. I have that already there's a reason that the wand is black when you look at magicians, the wand is black and the and the tip of it is white, you know that's the expression that's the ejaculation that's the expression of the creative potential. I can already do that I got that I'm good to go. Right? But I'm supposed to deny that I'm supposed to cover that up Deny that And then look for some other type of um, Material focal point When I've already been crafted And shaped artfully In a divine way And been given that fortune Of all of the spiritual tools that I need Like I've said so many times We are the moving and walking shrine Before you put the food on your shrine Make sure you're putting the good food Inside of your temple Which is your body, your place of learning Alright, so that has been the Arisha segment On uh, nudity and nakedness and the shrine Thank you for tuning in This is Chief Yuya signing out Peace